is no bacon bit, only Zool. Are you the key master? Are you the gatekeeper? That seems weird. That does seem weird. Hey, Joel, how's it going? You know what's, funny? You know what's funny about that is like he gets locked out of his apartment. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. He's the key master. The master of keys. <laughs> that always scared me in the original. The, the original scared me. The whole thing. Yeah. It was like one of my first spooky movies I watched. I think it was one of Matt's favorite movies, though. Yeah. yeah um, it and <laughs> Grumpy. Hey, also, we hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Wonderful oh, yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Family and fun. Uh, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Oh, no. What's the ghost's favorite thing about his Thanksgiving dinner? What? The gravy. Uh, <laughs> Joel, could you not? No. You're such a dad. I am. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Uh, listener, this is our review of Ghostbusters Afterlife, which did release on uh, November 19th, 2021. Uh, yeah. We're going to review it now. Hopefully you've seen it and can enjoy it. But even if you haven't, we're going to be spoiler-free for the first part of this review. Thank goodness. And we'll let you know before we get into spoilers. So the first movie came out in 1984, I believe. Yeah. Second one, 1989. Yeah. And they waited this Was long. It 1989? I believe so. Time? Look it up, please. Okay. Because there, there, there needs to be a way to find out. But they've waited this many years to make another Ghostbusters Without movie. Without a single but one ever in between at all. any kind. <laughs> well, there was a TV show. Oh, there was? There's a cartoon. Yeah, well, there's the, the, the real, real Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Real yeah, there's Ghostbusters. the Ghostbusters. No, they actually have been trying to make Ghostbusters 3 for a long time Technically now. Technically speaking, it was made in game form. Yeah, apparently the story's great. They made a video game. By the way. That's, was that's it like, Xbox it, 360 PS3 game? Yeah, it was like canon and had poor performances from like Bill Murray. Uh, well, because does he ever care? Yeah, never. Dan Aykroyd cares so much. Yeah, he does. So, this, this is Dan Aykroyd's baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course, every time. So when the we talked about this a little before. When Dan Aykroyd first had the idea for Ghostbusters, it was a super outlandish, otherworldly, different yeah. dimensions kind of thing. And they kind of pulled him back and went, okay, hold on. And then they got the Ghostbusters. And then they came out with Ghostbusters 2. Once again, he wanted to go a little crazy. They had to bring it back. Yeah. But like he was, he was creating. I am Vigo. Way back in the day, he was creating, uh, I think it was. I have it here. Ghostbusters 3 colon Hellbent. And it was supposed to be the characters transported to an alternate universe version of Manhattan called Manhelton, where the people and places were in hellish versions. Are, they're hellish versions of Earth with the Ghostbusters meeting and confronting the devil. I no. don't think that would have worked. I think there would have been a lot of jokes of like, are we still in Manhattan? Because it seems like there's not much difference here. <laughs> well, you know, Bank would have said that. Yeah, absolutely. So then that's interesting that they try to go for that, though. That was way back then, though. Because the studio keeps pulling it back then. Well, I, I just think there was there was issues with getting everyone on board with certain ideas, uh, particularly I mean, they, they were going to do a version of the ghost, a new Ghostbusters team with uh, Chris Farley, Chris Rock and Ben Stiller at one yeah. point. Whoa. Yeah. That was and then the, the uh, and Adam Sandler 21 uh, Jump Street as well. They're going to do a crossover for like in 2015. They planned for Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum to join with the Ghostbusters, like new Ghostbusters and the men in black and the men in black. Yeah. But then yeah, that series died happen. as well. Yeah. So finally, after all that, we get Ghostbusters Afterlife, directed by Jason Reitman, who is the son of Ivan Reitman, yep. who is the director of the original Ghostbusters. When a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Yes. And um, thanks for I, the uh, fog, the, that was the good, sound of helpful. fog. It's spooky. It really, I, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. I don't think it should be. Go on. But from the trailers, you get the idea that the the children are the grandchildren of Spangler. Yes. Egon Spangler. Yes. That's not really, that's not a spoiler. That's kind of the basis of the whole thing. It is. Right at the beginning. But then that's a question mark because then you say, well, Herod Ramis passed away in 2014. Mm-hmm. 
Which that was another thing. They were talking about starting up Ghostbusters again. Then Harold Ramis passed away, and they're like, "Well, it's not going to work now because right. we, don't, we don't have Egon, the nerdy one. You know, the the, the brains of the team. Mm-hmm. The, you remember that part when they're like, "Do Ray Egon." Yes, <laughs> great. I think that's from two, actually, isn't it? Yeah, two is very quotable. I do not know why. Don't maybe it might be the first one. I do not know why people don't like two. I'm fine with two. Well, look, I two two not, at the time. Did not feel like a step up. It did not really amp up anything they had except the for Statue of Liberty. That's the only part where they're like, "This is going to go big," but it's like ectoplasm all over the city. It was a weird plot. That said, when I was a kid, I did not know any better. And now, looking back, I think it's aged okay. I, yeah. I watched it again because Bill Murray actually cared in the role, which is rare to get. Yes. Anyway, and we didn't. We sh- we should say that we did not watch this one all together. Right. We watched this one separately from one another. Zach still hasn't seen it yet, so we're going to be very Sorry. sensitive to his needs. Spoiling after we get after the break, yeah, basically. Let's just go but for it. Uh, if I may go first, yeah, because you've really been looking forward to this one. This is one of my most anticipated for some. Was this time number now. one? Uh, this was, I think, at one point before okay. it got pushed back maybe a couple times. All right. Who knows how that moved around? Uh, so for me, one of the reasons can I, can I stop you before you go on? The big question for me is: is or are are Ghostbusters one and two required viewing? Ghostbusters one, yes. Ghostbusters two, sure. Okay. They they make references, passing references to Ghostbusters two, and indeed Jason Reitman has said Ghostbusters two is canon in this universe he's created. Uh, but the first one is the one that really kind of you need to know that one, okay? Because they make references the whole thing. Like there's a part, for example, in uh, Egon's house where you see spores, moles, and fungus, and you're like, ah. Uh, it it does that. seem that they only reference the 1984 attacks in New York, though. Yes. To me, I was do, like, are they only giving that canon? They do make some references to two. That okay. We'll talk about later in the spoiler okay. version. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, go on. But for me, one of the reasons that the 2016 reboot did not work for me is it because wait, what's that? Yeah, we haven't talked about it. We did a whole bacon bit on it. Yeah, we did. Uh, But that one didn't work for me because it seemed to completely disregard and kind of disrespect the original Ghostbusters. Right. And I didn't like that. It didn't sit well with me. That and it wasn't funny and the story was terrible. (laughs) Just everything. Bad quality. Okay. You can tell the the creators of this film have a love for the original Ghostbusters. It's obvious. And... this movie to me feels it, like is that a good thing? Well, okay. This feels like this was written by a kid who was a fan of the original movie, and he wanted to put himself in the Ghostbusters shoes and be a Ghostbuster. And he's like, yeah. "What if we had kids do it?" And it's it it, it when in reality <laughs> it's a studio executive that's like, "Stranger Things is popular." Well, I, it's more along the lines of I think they were kids when they had their, that idea in the back of their head, and they finally became a screenwriter, and then they could write the movie. This feels like fan fiction, but good fan fiction because it does honor the previous one. It does uh, pay homages where necessary. It hits all the right notes of nostalgia Hmm. so that even when it hits a wrong note in uh, a plot point or a joke, because there are many issues I could have with this movie, but you don't really mind because the overall melody is pleasant. I'm getting what I want from this movie. So it was the source of nostalgia as I was watching it. I was enjoying it. I may have rolled my eyes a little bit at certain parts, but overall I went, you know what? I enjoyed that. And there were definite parts that I enjoyed. A uh, little McKenna Grace, by the way, took me half the movie to realize, oh my gosh, that's the girl from Mad Men and yeah. Sabrina. Didn't even realize that for a little bit. I completely forgot. Oh, she's in it? Yeah, she's, nice. she's the main girl. And Finn Wolfhart, who uh, Stranger Things is in it. Pretty normal. I felt like the cast hit and miss. I felt like the script hit and miss. Sure. 
But and the music Paul the, Rudd. Uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Good when utilized. Okay. Uh, but there are definitely parts where I went, why did they include that? That makes no sense. So I have this kind of weird relationship with this movie because mm-hmm. I can see the flaws, but I enjoyed the experience. And so I'm going to give this 3.5 stars. This Oh, that's really high. It's it's above average. It's not yeah. like the uh, four stars is where I'm getting to the wow. Yeah. This At first I was wowed, and then kind of there were other parts that I went, eh, I don't know about that. So overall, I enjoyed it. I, I think others, if you like the original Ghostbusters, I think you should see it because this is... This feels to me like this could be the third movie in the trilogy of Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2, years later, Ghostbusters 3. I think it fits that. It's not as great as Ghostbusters 1, probably just as good as Ghostbusters 2. It's not really selling it, though, if it's just as good as Ghostbusters 2, as much as we kind of like it. I kind of like this. That movie is not seen as very high quality. Uh, Yeah. But I can tell you already. Personally. I can tell you already with, with facts in my eyes, Zach. Yes. Kent did not like this movie. Yeah. I don't know. I have not spoken to him at all. But Kent did not like this movie. With facts in his eyes. Yes. A quick fact check. I believe you were referring... You said Sabrina. That's yes. Karen and Shipka. No, it's uh, McKenna Grace from... Mad Men. And no. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That's Karen Shipka. Who the heck is Karen Shipka? Karen Shipka. The actress in those two things. She's in two things. I forget what McKenna Grace McKenna is Grace in. McKenna Grace is, is in like Handmaid's Tale and Itania and Gifted. Okay. Who the heck am I thinking of? Oh, no, she no. looks very similar. Karen Shipka. I am She's so a little bit older though. now. You were totally right. No, because it's a fun name. No, you were totally right. That's not even the same girl. It looks really similar. Who the heck she is McKenna really Grace then? What's she been in? Yeah, he just said. Gifted. And Gifted. She's a younger actress. Nope. That's not what I know her from. You going to check? Uh, yes. Uh, I don't care. This is a bacon bit. Kent, start bashing on the movie. Uh, I don't need to bash on it. I just need to call it lazy. This is The Force Awakens. Of this series, oh, I wait, wondered I like if you might say that because all of the things I, that I Joel said are the same things that people said about I'm Force Awakens. Bummed. I liked the Force Awakens, if you remember. Yeah, but remember what happened to the series because then it was yeah, just, yeah, it just hasn't aged really well. I'm bummed to say that too because I was very excited to see this movie because I was like, I knew they would give fans exactly what we wanted, and then they did again and again, in punching in each cheek. Hey, remember this exact score? Even though it doesn't quite fit this scene, a lot. it's the exact same music. And I'm like, I like it, but it doesn't fit this old country town at all. Finn Wolfhard's story, uh, the older teen story in this one, is really pretty dumb. Like, I wish they cut his character entirely because McKenna Grace, not Kieran Shipka. Yeah. She, her story <laughs> is actually Can we one. just call her that now? Yeah, right? Not Kieran Shipka. Hers is a really fun story of exploration about who her grandpa is and what he was up to. And d- discovering how to fight ghosts. And then she has a friend named Podcast, which, of course, I kind of liked, <laughs> where it's this kid that knows everything. And he kind of plays the uh, Dan Aykroyd type okay. character. Yep, yep, yep. And it was it was fun. And I liked their part. But, like, the mom didn't work for me. Carrie Coon plays the mom. Paul Rudd is the teacher who is just really involved in their lives. Did not work at all for me. Disagree. It's Paul Rudd. It, he's basically Keanu Reeves or... Ryan Reynolds at this point. He's like, I'm Paul Rudd. I'm pretty likable. And in this awkward scene, which will, I don't know if this is a totally family-friendly movie. Not that Ghostbusters is the original. But right. this one, they, they're they like, are you pushing the envelope just to sound cooler? It sounds like it was written by... I the envelope more than Ghostbusters. No, because that was an 80s movie. 80s, you could get away with a lot. This one seemed like parts of it were written by like a 12-year-old that wanted to sound cool. And I was like, ah, oh, it just kind of sounded awkward a little bit. Uh, that said... I'm more positive on this movie, 
but I can totally see the negative. Like the positive actually is the nostalgia for me. Yeah. I liked seeing some of the creatures that we're very familiar with. I was like, that's cool. The practical effects are awesome. The look of this movie is so cool. Why is it such a boring movie though? The pacing is really bad. It's pretty slow. I, well, and because I, I wanted more to happen like of the exploration of what ghosts are, not just to, it's like they've seen Ghostbusters mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, we know what to do next because we saw that movie. Yeah, I, I, told my wa- I told my wife, I said, because we watched it together, and I said, I felt like the original Ghostbusters was more of a comedy. Yes. This was more like a drama action with comedy in it. Yeah, like a coming-of-age story. Yeah, it didn't feel like... the. You're right, the pacing was a little slow. I completely agree but with that. But why? Because this seems like a movie made for younger audiences, and obviously fans, but younger audiences that watch Stranger Things. Why was it slow? There's so much they could have done with ghosts, but they kind of go into exposition like, let's go up and see why these earthquakes are happening. And it's like, we have to get that explanation four times? Mm. What's going on here? And they create this backstory, which I won't get into until spoilers, but you're, and they tie it into the first movie. And you're like, but why? There's, you could have gone bigger. You could have gone Ghostbusters Hellbent and made it a bigger <laughs> movie rather than just say, hey, remember what you like? Love it. Love yeah, it. That's the thing with movies like this. They're, they're limited by their source material. Um, that It just doesn't make it interesting to me. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily want to go on a nostalgia trip because I can literally go and put in Ghostbusters and go to my own personal nostalgia of but, this movie that I love. But, I, I could argue it's like one of my favorite of all time. You know, I love right. this movie. But at the it same is time, in your per- perfect movie. Yeah. But it, is, but it is also fun to watch this years later to see the nostalgia happen years after the fact that people still, still care, still know, and still reference I, that, that part is cool. movie. Didn't I can still do a summer movies bracket, summer blockbuster bracket. I don't know if we have, actually. We, we talked to our blockbuster. I don't think it was a bracket. Because if you did. We've done a Mount Rushmore. Because if you did, I think Ghostbusters would go far. Really far. Yeah. But it goes really far based on the concept is really fun and original at the time. But the cast was that dang good. They, the cast here, there's no flow to it. It's mm. McKenna Grace, yeah. not Karen Oshipka, <laughs> and her friend podcast. And it's their movie. Everything else is like, hey, you like Stay Puft Marshall, man? Well, let's make him really cute and merchandisable. Mm-hmm. Like this is a to- this is they're toyifying like, the, the franchise. Little, they're the little snowball things from Frozen. Yeah, and why is it in there? Because it was in the 1984 movie, not yeah. for any really discernible reason. Interesting. That, that said, like you're dancing in the spoiler territory now. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, that's in the trailer. There's yeah, yeah, cute monsters we're, from the first we're movie. We're not in it. We're dancing near it. Yeah, we are dancing near it. If this movie were more fun, I would have liked it better because I was actually ready for the nostalgia bait. I wanted it to happen, but because it was boring. And then they're like, we're going to try to salvage this scene with nostalgia. I was like, ah, do better, please. I wanted so much more. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm at C plus. Wow. Which is still above average, but slightly above average. So we basically agree. You're just much more pessimistic. Yeah. 3.5 sounds way more positive. <laughs> My C plus feels like, eh, it's like 2.75. Yeah. Like seven out of 10. 3.5. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more like 66.5 out of 10. Who knows? Who cares? It's a C plus. Okay. All right, should we get into Let's get into spoilers. spoilers. Uh, oh, content-wise, I, I did watch this with my, cause my, my wife and I saw it thinking, our, should our kids watch this? Uh, there's a few S-words, some other scattered language. Allusions to... Yeah, allusions, but nothing shown. Yeah. Uh, I'd say maybe even less than Ghostbusters. Oh, it's true. There's, yeah. there's uh, some unsurprisingly salty things in Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> the original. Because they're adult comedians telling their jokes. And yeah. 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 So yeah, uh, uh, that wise it's fine. Uh, yeah. N- and scary wise, zero. If your kids can handle Ghostbusters, they can handle this. Oh, this is way less scary because yeah. there's no librarian scene. 
Yeah. Oh, that one. There's a metal eating the ghost. Eh. Yeah. Okay. That's about All it. Right. Should we get into spoilers? Yeah, let's do it. Wow. Wow. Is that a cat? The ecto one. Go spoilers. Yeah, here we go. We're spoiling the movie and it's going to be good. What are we going to do? Spoilers. My stepson adores that song and has no clue what it's from. Yeah, because it's classic. He loves this song. It's classic. My kids do too. No clue. My kids haven't seen it. So uh, first and foremost, I I just wanted to address the uh, elephant in the room of Held Ramus being passed away. Yes. They use a body double for most of the beginning. And at the beginning of the movie, they show the death of the character. He's now living uh, in a ranch in the middle of where? uh, Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so he basically has created this compound, which is a ghost trap. They don't reveal this till the end of the movie. But he's getting back there and is... is oh, Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma. Yeah. And something is chasing him. And so he's trying to trap it back at his farm. It doesn't work out really well for him. So he passes. And that leads his family, which he's abandoned, to take over the farm, which mm-hmm. is which, worthless. Uh, he, by the way, the, the body double mm-hmm. is the uh, warden from uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I was like, huh. oh, he's still getting work. Good for yeah. him. So, yeah. And, it, and by the way, they totally pull it off. Like the Harold Ramis stuff from me totally worked. Even at the end? Yes. Because here's what happened. Overly cheesy, but totally so, worked. You go through the whole movie. And one of my issues with this movie, big, first of all, uh, one of my biggest issues was that <sighs> no one, you know, there's flight or fight response. Yeah. No one has flight response in this yeah. movie. They are so nonplussed about all these things happening, about uh, like something moving. And they're like, oh, a chess piece moved. I'm going to play this ghost in chess. When she doesn't believe in ghosts, this is the daughter. Or the mom, there's a part when a lamp like like moves and shines over to the wall so she can see this thing. She doesn't react to the lamp at all. She just goes, oh, cool. What's over here? This lamp is, is talking to this, me. There's part where teens go to this mountain to go hang out. And all of a sudden, a demon dog comes out of the mountain and says, Gozer. And it flies away. And they're like, oh, okay. There's a part when Paul Rudd. No freaking Rudd, out. There's a part when Paul Rudd acting, and the, the kids uh, release a ghost from the ghost trap. Yes. And they're like, whoa. All right. We better get out of here. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> And I'm like, you just... You it's just, just totally unrealistic. These kids would did not have... were so nonplussed. I kept being like, is no one scared of ghosts is anymore? Is this did, a res- did, result of green screen acting? I don't know. And I, don't, I, I think or, it's bad writing. Or truthfully. is it a... Res- it, it may be, just to keep the plot moving. Yeah. Or is it also a result of that's the world we live in where ghosts aren't as well, scary because of what happened in New York? I think the one part of uh, Paul Rudd's performance that did work is he's the only one that knew about the 1984 attack in New York. Yeah. And so when he sees the... the he thinks it's a replica of the ghost trap. He's like... That is so cool. And he's like, that's real. And I was like, I like that because that's what the 2016 movie did not do. Yeah. No reference to the original. I mean, in the first trailer there was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that was my thing too, is you'd think that a ghost uh, pandemic in New York City. Yeah. And also if Ghostbusters 2 happened, Mm -hmm. uh, the Statue of Liberty moving would be like in the history books at this point and all the kids would know about it. Right. And the older kid did know about it. Finn Wolfhart did know about it. Did so he? Maybe he'd get in like junior high. You, that's when you learn about Ghostbusters. Okay. So the reason we're in Oklahoma, or Egon was in Oklahoma, because mm-hmm. the old guy that was mentioned... that is an off-putting <laughs> setting from my perspective. That feels... Well, actually, the cinematography inaccurate. of it all, the landscape of it, it looks works. Good. Yeah, it looks and especially good. this town, or this, this family who kind of hates their grandpa coming from New York, and they're really destitute and living there because of him. 
actually kind of works for the story. Okay. Well, he abandoned his kids and wife to go there and which essentially it, he's be, he's being the gatekeeper of the Hellmouth. Like he is no, it's a gatekeeper's a bad word for this movie. Kind of a sure, gatekeeper yeah, gatekeeper and keymaster. But no, he is there guarding this Hellmouth because the guy Evo Shandor. Okay, who, so can we get into that? Who created the building in the first Ghostbusters that was like Spook Central? Like he created the perfect building oh, to attract yeah. ghosts. Apparently, he built this other thing in uh, Oklahoma, middle of nowhere. That's convenient. Uh, to kind of summon ghosts there as well. That's where the movie lost me, where I said, okay, so you mentioned this guy for two seconds in the original movie, and you're going to build the whole plot around what he wanted to create? I have no problem with him having a plan B. I have no problem with that. But a whole movie what dedicated I, to it? What I do have a problem with is they have this mountain, which is where these quakes are coming from, and no one really knows why these earthquakes are yeah. happening. And then they, the kids are like, hey, let's go hang out up at the earthquake. And there's like this uh, ele- little old-fashioned elevator shaft thing. Right. And they look down. That's where they see the demon down there. But then they go down there, and there's this whole temple down there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're telling me in the 20 years. Old man J.K. Simmons. That, well, hold on. Yeah. In the 20 years that has happened, that this was happening, no one explored that shaft. None of the teenagers went down there and right. saw that. That seemed a little weird to me. And then there's a body down there. Yes. This body is perfectly preserved, and it's J.K. Simmons, Evo Shandor, and he's in like a snow white glass case. Yeah. And he's perfectly preserved. And I'm like, what's happening there? And then he just kind of gets up and walks around when, when the demons start taking over. And I'm like, wait, was he dead? Is he alive? Well, it's almost like when the ghosts were finally able to escape because Egon made a trap for everything there with uh, the ghost blasters, essentially. Because what you need, in order for Gozer to come back, you need uh, the Keymaster. Oh, by the way, Gozer's the, the villain again. Yes. Again. Uh, Olivia Wilde. It's uh, somehow Gozer returned. No, because Gozer wasn't... You remember they didn't Is it really Gozer. Olivia Wilde? Is it really Olivia Wilde yeah. in the movie? Is it really? Yeah. Because I was like, is that Olivia Wilde? It's Olivia Wilde. Or is Wilde. she just so gaunt that she no, looks like Gozer? It's like Olivia Wilde. Is no, it Olivia Wilde? It is. Is it really? It literally is. I can look here. It says Olivia Wilde uncredited as Gozer. The Gozer oh, that's the so good. She's perfect <laughs> casting. Nice. So, but in the first movie, they don't destroy Gozer. They yeah. just reverse the streams and knock the door back and basically yeah, knock her back basically, in. Yeah, push her back in. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, so she's still around. It's a sequel. Like, let's move on. But in order to get her yeah. back, they need the Keymaster and the Gatekeeper to come together. And that allows the gates to open. Sounds familiar. It's exactly the same. Yes. But what Egon did is he stole one of them, Zool yeah. or something. And he stole Zool and hid Zool away so Gozer couldn't come back. But then when they open the trap accidentally, that lets Zool get back out. And uh, get, yeah. So, Do you ever kind of laugh in movies when they have like a decent actor like J.K. Simmons and he's like mentioned in the movie, seen partially, but the only time he like, he walks around for 30 seconds and then yep. Gozer rips him in half at the end of the movie. You're like, yeah. Was, there, Literally was this a part of edit? Like, did you cut out a significant part of his role? I have no idea why that, why Ivor Shandor was, the body was there. That made no sense yeah. to me. And then his part made no sense to me. Because what I really wanted is I do like Gozer as a villain. I like the demon dogs. Yes. Uh, I don't like how they got there because they explain more about what the dogs have to, you know. How, they are, don't. how are they in CGI versus Oh, it's practical. Motion. Yeah, it's, it's practical. practical. And it's freaking awesome. Yay. In fact, one of the dogs chases Paul Rudd through Walmart. And it, it should have been longer, honestly, because it was kind of a fun scene because it's sliding on the ground and yeah. everything like that. Uh, before that, these little stay off marshmallow men appear and it's really kind of it dumb. It doesn't make sense because Ray was the one who conjured those right. back in the day because he thought of the most innocent thing in the world. And then this one, they're just little baby Yoda, yeah. baby Groot. But I wanted tools. more because they, sh- they kind of tease this whole thing where every 30 years roundabout, there's a prophetical moment where it's it's this ghostly timeline where the world will be threatened and or destroyed. And we had it in 1984 and we have it in 2021 and it shows like 2030 something. And I was like, cool, show me more of that. Does it have to be Gozer 
every single time because mm-hmm. that's what it felt like. Gozer's the big bad. I'm like, these are the Ghostbusters. Quit showing me the same guy drinking the same zombie ghost drinking coffee again. The same taxi driver. Show me more. And don't and just show me another extension of Slimer. Slimer doesn't come back. They have Muncher. And they did that specifically, Kent, because it said Slimer had become like the Dalmatian to the firehouse. Yeah. Yes. He, he, but in the movies, he's not. He's a scary ghost. Right. And so in this one, they wanted to kind of bring that back to just a scary ghost. So it's this monster that eats metal. And yeah. yeah. I'm still hung up on... I think part of the charm is that it's in Manhattan. Yeah. These originals. So just to put it in Oklahoma. It appeals to middle America, like ice cream shops. Yeah, sure. Getting a burger at the local joint. It, well, and it was a change of pace, too, because the first two were in Manhattan. And they said specifically they wanted they wanted to differentiate this one a lot from the original ones. So but, it, it works for the story, what they're, okay. what they're telling. Uh, I did, like, for example, they find Ecto-1 in the barn and they they fix it up. And then, like, he fixed, basically, he they makes put, it so the engine runs. new tires on it, and then they drive it back to 1885. Well, yes. they, well so <laughs> the thing is, though, they, they fix up this car so it will run, just so it will run. But then they find all this equipment in there, like a Ghostbuster blaster, and uh, or a proton pack, I guess. Yeah, say. proton yeah. pack, yes. And then a remote control car that's a, that's a ghost trap, with the, and it all works. Yeah. I'm like, how does this all work? How, do, how does this remote control car still have batteries? It makes no sense. Just wipe their hands of it. It's and fine. then they, uh, I have like a printer that's in my closet that I didn't use for like a month and it's already dead. Yeah. But, and then they, this, okay. Also, like I said, no flight, no flight, only fight because as soon as they get this proton pack and see a ghost, they're like, let's bust it. And it's a fun scene. It is. That the chair flipping out of the car and her blasting at it. I highly enjoy that. They destroy part. half the city. It's like, it's like pretty fun to watch. Yeah. But you're missing a lot of what is external to the, to not Kieran and Shipka's character. Is because like she's great, her friend is great, but everything else is almost moot. Like they're there just to pad time. Hmm. The Finn Wolfhard their character is there just to be like, yeah, I have a crush on a girl, and so I got this random job at a diner just for this girl. Hmm. You're like, I, I don't care. Like she's nonplussed about stuff too. It's like, oh, I almost died. Okay, we're cool. Yeah, but there's a mid credit stinger in this movie. Wait, wait, we're not there yet. Okay. Because we didn't get to the end. Okay, okay. Let's because talk more about the end. In the middle of the movie, uh, the girl calls Ray. And Ray is working at a uh, a cult bookstore, which that's from Ghostbusters 2. Yes. Uh-huh. That was not in That's true, all. that's true. So uh, he, she, he calls him and he's like, ah, oh, Ray, uh, Egon can... Yeah, nobody him. likes him. He abandoned everyone, took all the equipment. He took all the equipment and, and they don't off. know why. Because, uh, well, basically, so after... Sorry, they bu- nobody likes Egon? Yes. yes. Because what happened, let me, let me back this up, Zach. Yeah, what had so happened? After was, they busted the ghosts in Ghostbusters 1 and Ghostbusters 2, they, they defeated the big bad, the big bads, and there wasn't, the ghosts were kind of dying out, if that makes sense. Less and less ghosts, less and less business, and there wasn't much more to do. And then one day, Egon, he, he kept talking about how the end of the world was coming and they had to stop it, and, no one, and they didn't believe him. So then one day, he just took all their equipment and disappeared. They made him seem really cantankerous. They did, and also I don't understand why he had to leave his family to go hang out in Oklahoma. It doesn't make any sense. But I get Ray being mad. <laughs> took out like a third mortgage on his parents' home. Yeah, to get that all started. Yeah, yeah. But so I mean, but they explain why he took the equipment. They just don't explain why he was such a punk to everyone in the town. Like nobody liked Egon at yeah, all. Well, they called him a dirt farmer. I think it's just because he went well, by himself. And they they almost make it a redemption story because throughout the movie, these grandkids, and then eventually his daughter, who hates him the most. They basically have a ghost dad moment where he'll move stuff around the house and he'll lead them to pictures that he actually did look at when he was when she was growing up, basically. Is he in another dimension behind the bookshelf? 
No, uh, it not, kind not. of because he is moving stuff around that way. Okay, yeah, but no, he's a, a poltergeist essentially. Okay. But then, uh, so in the end, uh, they're they're fighting the big demon, the Gozer and and Zul and yes. the other one I can't remember the name of right now. Sigourney Weaver. Uh, yes, <laughs> no, she's Zul. It's the other one that oh, I can't remember the name of. But they're fighting him, and then uh, Peter Venkman, Ray Stans, and Winston. Winston, yep, forgot his last name. Uh, Zedmore. Yes, Winston they show Zedmore, up. Yeah. So they show up, old men in their Ghostbusters outfit, and it is one of those aww moments. Yeah, they're not great actors though, but I still was like, aww. it's it's worse for wear. But it, it's but they like, all they each have a line where we're like, hey, we're here, and then Ghoster's like. Are you a god? And so then they say something funny in no, response. No, yes. that, that part made me laugh because they said, are you a god? And I thought for sure Ray would be like, yes. Yeah. But instead he kind of looks at them and, and he just go, seriously, Ray? Like he's going to say no again and they stop him. But that made me yeah. laugh. But you can tell Bill Murray does not care. Oh, he doesn't care at all. But it is cool to see them together and it's like, oh, fun. And then Harold Ramis, CGI ghost Harold Ramis shows up. And it looks good. It does. It looks like an older Harold Ramis. And he, he just looks so nice and pleasant. You're like, oh, it's Harold Ramis. But he's yeah. basically he's holding the blaster with not Karen and Shipka. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so he's hold, he's that's he's cute. helping her. And it is it is actually like one of those touching moments where you're like, that's actually really nice that they did that. Yeah. It worked for me. Totally. But then they keep him on the screen way, oh, way too, too long. long. Because the scene is a tribute. Well, the movie's a tribute to him. It is, but they keep him on the screen, and he never talks. Like they, I don't know if they just couldn't get the voice right or what. Also, uh, plot hole after you after you mentioned this. But they, but he's on the screen way too long. He's like a featured extra where like they don't say a line, but they're doing a lot of interaction. You're like, why are they talking? Like your brain says that it's like a wink. Yeah, it's like he, he he's like, hey talk. guys, I'm over here. Yeah. But it is it is, and they get to see him, and they have this moment with him. It's really interesting though because his ghost works differently than anyone else like Gozer for example because after they do finally get the ghost trap farm to work which has the power to suck this Gozer who is a god among ghosts down Egon's still cool. Egon's still just kind of chilling. But keep in mind Egon's a scientist and he understands how traps work so he manifested himself <laughs> as the right kind of ghost. I mean that's that's some sort of explanation <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, so then boom <laughs> then it goes to uh, end and there is a mid credit st- stinger which to me had more heart than the entire movie put together. I hate that. But it, no, it, it was the scene where I went, well, oh, I want to see these two together. Can I, can I, can I, yeah, don't no, please so, do. So it says it's doing the credits and it's like, you know, and starring er, and also featuring Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. And then it says, and Sigourney Weaver. And I went, Sigourney Weaver wasn't in the movie <laughs> credit. And then the scene pops up. Sigourney Weaver's on the screen. Nice. It's the, uh, the card uh, trick. Where the buzzer, it's like, uh, oh yeah, what's on the card? Him? Yeah, so she's playing the game, and Bill Murray's on the other side, getting shocked. Yeah, and honestly, even though it was once again more nostalgia bait, which was totally fine. Yeah, it worked because you got to see two actors who knew what they were doing in a movie series that you love, and that's why the scene—it's two minutes long, but totally worked. I went, and they're having fun. Oh, I want more of that, please. That I want more fun. of that. That was fun, and it, it had nothing to do with the story at all. Yeah. Uh, and then at the very end of the credits, they actually do have this moment where they show, I'm guessing it's a deleted scene from the original Ghostbusters, when Harold Ramis is talking to Annie Potts and uh, Janine, I, should, I say her name or her character, I can't remember anymore. Yeah, you see, yeah. But they're talking and he like, she gives him a coin to take with him uh, for good luck on his trip, probably to fight Gozer in the original Ghostbusters. And they have this little back and forth, and it's from the original movie. It's not CGI. It's, it's just actually Lucky Dice to Golden oh, Dice. Lucky, no, just to hang yeah. on the Millennium Falcon? Yeah. No. But they give her a coin, and then it flashes forward to 
uh, Janine giving the coin, giving the coin to Winston, yeah, or him giving it to her, giving it back, and uh, they have this little scene where Winston is now a huge, uh, like a wealthy family man, and he's been the one supporting Ray's bookstore. He's going to be supporting the family. It was actually kind of a nice, yeah, ending for Winston where he got like he's rich, he's happy, and he's doing great. Well, Winston is the one who like voluntarily joined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. signed up for it. And I feel bad. He, Ernie Hudson, is that his yes. name? I feel bad because he's he's given the short end of the whole franchise because he wasn't Eddie Murphy. Right. You know? Yeah. And uh, so that's fun. Also, they did show like before, like in, in the credits, probably like right before the credits started, that the uh, Ecto-1 is uh, driving... Yeah, it's through New York. Yeah, it's going back to New York. They're and I was like, so what's going on here? Is the kids going to New York? Ghostbusters or, or Afterlife the, too. Or Bill Murray took it back. We don't know. I, I guess. And he wouldn't the, care. Oh, the very end shot. Here we go. The very end shot uh, goes down into the uh, dilapidated Ghostbusters where er, firehouse. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it goes down the stairs and you go to the containment unit and the containment unit's blinking red. And so... Because it's full? Or because it's going to fail again? I don't know. I don't know exactly. I try to remember what happened the last time we saw it, but I was like... So oh, he, uh, the, the city guy shuts off the power. That's yeah. one. But what happens in two? Nobody knows. Uh, yeah, nobody knows. Would you? What would you like to see from this series if it went forward? I think it's done. I think it's good. I think what we You got, think this is like the love letter? Like, hey, we got you. I think it should be. This is like sacred. Like that was a shrine to Ghostbusters right there. I think it should be. This should be the finale to Ghostbusters. But if it makes money. They're going to make another one. It'll be a mistake. I just don't like the kid leads, even though not Karen Shipka did a great job. <laughs> like, I just don't think it carries a movie very I well. I still am bugged that I thought it was McKenna Grace. From it is McKenna Grace. No, I thought McKenna <laughs> Grace was in Mad Men. Uh, so there you go. There, Generally positive. Yeah, yeah. There's our review of uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. We want to know what you thought of it. Did you enjoy the nostalgia so much you didn't care about the plot holes? Or were they too much to ignore? Let us know on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. Because uh, it has been a week now, so hopefully the big fans have seen it. So maybe we can get a little more spoilery. Who Indeed. Knows? Yeah. So thank you. We feel so much nostalgia right now. With facts in his eyes. Yes. <laughs>